this is Lori Koppelman. Thank you for joining us for the Clutter Chronicles podcast, One Woman's Journey Through Stuff. This is a serial podcast about a recovering hoarder named Mary who lets me ask her anything I want about her struggle. She is honest and brave every single conversation. Mary is sharing her story in the hope that it will help others, so please help us get the word out. As we all know, nothing beats a personal recommendation. You can also support our efforts by becoming a patron of the show on a website called patreon.com. Once there, search for Clutter Chronicles and you can see the levels of support that you can choose from. I am ever, ever, ever so grateful to our patrons. And if you're a new listener, I encourage you to start at the beginning to hear the whole story. We'll be right here when you get caught up. Last time we talked, Mary was setting up a desk for her new job working from home. She was assessing arenas for gaining and letting go of control like her wardrobe and shopping. In today's conversation, we hear Mary's brother's reaction to our podcast and how Mary finally found a place for praying and reading in her home. had a really good snack. I was dying. I don't know if my uh, stomach rumbling made it onto the <laughs> last episode. It seemed pretty loud. So I had my little snack and uh, we're ready to come back. You said we weren't quite done and I'm not sure um, what else you have to share with us. So I'm just going to leave a really open-ended question. What else do you need to share with what's been going on with you? Okay, so um, it's going to seem really out of out of alignment with what we were talking about but I want to go back to what happened in the past um that I didn't talk about when we recorded last time in July yeah oh you mean like months ago yep yep feel free so to give you um there's two there's two or three themes to this and the theme number one is losing um people in my life Mm -hmm. so it started with my friend Lisa who was my childhood, you know, bestie. Um, she died in September of 2018. And then um, in um, February, January, February, uh, a friend of mine named Carolyn introduced me to two of her friends, and we became kind of this group. We called ourselves the girls, and we callers it was kind of a faith sharing group where we would maybe read the same books and talk about it or we'd read our own books and talk about it february comes and i went and this actually led me to going to that retreat where i got healed okay and then march my friend from college died suddenly mm-hmm. and then I'm, I'm trying to keep track so then in may my uncle died and this is an uncle of um, a brother of my dad's. And um, originally we weren't planning to go down to the funeral, but at the last minute we realized we needed to get dad down there. It's ridiculous to not. And it went from none of us are going to all of us are going. And it ended up being my, my two brothers and myself and my dad. So family intact, less my mom who, who died in 2008. So if you recall... I did a road trip a couple years ago, 
and went down to Missouri and I had a kind of a odd experience because it was like going back to my childhood areas, yep, memories, mm-hmm. and it was um, it was hard on me because of some of the things I was going through in therapy and thinking about just how I didn't connect with my parents, and my family very well, that kind of thing. And to go back there, it kind of, it was just the timing on it. Well, it was interesting this year when we went, um, we had all brought books and things to do, but we ended up talking the entire way, all the way down there and all the way back. It was so much fun. It was mm. like a retreat. Mm-hmm. And on the way back, um, I finally um, got the courage to talk about the podcast again. Okay. And we played it. Ah. Yeah. <gasps> Mary! <laughs> You've been holding off since before. <laughs> yeah, this is in May. Oh my yeah. gosh. Okay. And my head exploded. Because okay, so my dad's in the front seat, my my the old my oldest brother is driving, my other brother's to the right of me, and I start playing it. And my dad has memory issues, so he goes, She sounds a lot like you, Mary. <laughs> and then we'd laughing and we're like, She is me. That is me. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. My dad was a uh, was a journalist, so mm-hmm. he it really piqued his interest. What and one did you play? The first one. I played one? the first. I think first two, if not the first three. I think at least the first two. Okay. And um, they they really liked it, like they really listened, and they gave it the chance to hear it. Oh, I can't believe this. I know. I I couldn't believe the courage I had to do it. And how it, it just felt right. And it you know what it felt like? Like the band had come back together. Mm. <laughs> and I got to be with my brother. It's a core family mm-hmm. where this started. Mm-hmm. And it felt very healing. Mm. And I was really, really, really thanking. I mean, thank God. Anything I said, I was like, you know, I don't remember what I've said. Even if I've listened to it a million times, I don't remember what I've said. I'm like, am I going to say something that's going to just trigger something in this car ride? Mm-hmm. And nothing. I feel like we're just protected <laughs> from this kind of stuff. You know, we stop recording and we think oh, that was crap and somehow it comes through. Mm-hmm. So it, it just, it was, it felt so good. And they, I, I think... They understood me better, uh-huh. and it just, it just, and my dad, he just like, Mary, you sound so clear. I've never heard anyone so clear, and he was giving him, you know, the best he way he could yeah. relate to it, and, yeah. and it didn't make me want to cry. It didn't, it didn't, you know, trigger anything. It was just. Oh, that was so brave. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, Okay. <laughs> And why didn't you tell me before now? Do you know? Was there um, a reason? I think I meant to. And then we got on some tangents, which I'm known to do. And I just never got it out. And I thought we'd record again. And every time we record, it just got further and further away. And it okay. hit me when I when I asked you earlier this week, when did we last record? Because I'm like, I don't think I ever told her this story. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting about this is God works in mysterious ways. So this this sad occurrence of my uncle dying ended up being this retreat for me and my brothers and my Mm -hmm. dad and just a time and when we got 
in the car on our way to travel home, my dad kept thinking someone was missing. And it hit me later. He meant mom. Mm. He just didn't know what it was. And it was kind of like a deja vu or someone missing feeling. And I could get it. I got it. Mm-hmm. And um, after that, so that's May, um, uh, July hits and I applied for this job. And I went to a party and my friend Carolyn had been listening to the podcast and she listened to it on her trip to Missouri, which is the same trip I had just taken, right? Mm. And I just felt this connection and she's actually, uh, she is, she's a distant relative and friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of felt good. And she, she texted me saying, Mary, I've been listening to your podcast and this whole car ride down and I love it. And, you know, she was so proud of me, you mm-hmm. know? And so we were at this party, and she was, she was uh, promoting me. And no one knew what this podcast was. She goes, Mary has a podcast. She was just so excited about it. It was just adorable. It's <laughs> so cute. It was really cute. Well, what was interesting about that is that night, I got a sad call that my cousin died. Do you see this? Mm. Wow. It's just death, right? And um, none of us knew she was sick. And she died without telling us that she had cancer, and um, no one could say goodbye to her. Mm. It was just so strange. And then about a week later, Carolyn died. I know. And I I think that about killed me. And um, it's nothing like um, dealing with your own um, mortality to make you really look at life. And what was different about, so there's these deaths, one after the other after the other. But Carolyn's death, what's different about that is that I saw her almost every day, every day. She was in my community. She was known by my community. She was friends of my friends of my friends. And it kind of encompassed, like, when my mom died in 2008, I knew her as my mom. She wasn't my friend. Mm-hmm. When my friend died in September, she was my childhood friend. It's these categories. When my friend died in March, she was a teacher, but I knew her as a friend, not as a teacher. But we went to an event that was a memorial for her, and I got to see all these teachers that were impacted by her, her death. So when Carolyn died, I saw from every impact. I saw how communities came and donated to the food shelf in her name because she helped there. And I saw, you know, just a grieving community. And I just thought, um, she, she knows my story. She knows me. And now she's gone. Mm-hmm. And... Um, my therapist thought that maybe the reason I was really, truly grieving her, and it didn't mean I didn't love her, was it was like I didn't truly grieve my mom. Mm. And I also think I don't think I truly grieved Connie when she died. And so it was just this this unbelievable grief. But um, at the same time, I have been, I've been really kind of... Um, trying to be cognizant of time and passing, you know, how we use our time. Um, they, they say that you can um, 
look at your life as uh, time on the clock, and that you know around fifty you're at eight, you're at you're at like um, what ten o'clock at night, or maybe eight o'clock at night, and we only have till midnight, <laughs> and it really put in perspective how much wasted time. Now, granted, I've been fighting something that's big, and I'm not beating myself up for that. But it is also what's kind of propelled me in my um, my momentum to, to change mm-hmm. because I don't have time for nonsense, and that's been what I've been dealing with for so long. If you, if you told me it was nonsense at the beginning of this journey, I would have run away from you. But now that I can see it as nonsense, it means I'm that much closer to the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been a um, interesting thing, and um, I I honestly um, believe that those who've gone before are helping me. Mm-hmm. And Lisa, who was the first in this long list uh, of tragedies, really understood this connection with things and holding on to things because they remember or they remind you of people and so in the midst of this then I'm I've looked at what are the things I've been trying to do most of my life and one thing I've wanted to do and have never succeeded until October 30th (laughs) is create a space for prayer and reading hmm in your home. In my home. Mm-hmm. I've wanted that, I don't know for how long. I've never heard you say that. Really? No. Oh. <laughs> you said I can't read. I have ADD. I right. can't read. I've never even heard you well, want that. So I, I think since I've maybe gotten better. Maybe it was better, too tender right. to share. I have gotten better at, at concentrating and reading. Um, so maybe that's where I could add that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was happen- what happened is um, I have this this priest, Father Mike Schmitz, and he's he's really awesome. And he was on the radio one day. And and actually what happened, this is a really kind of funny story. So I got up late one day. I have one day where I don't need to get up and do anything. And when I'm lazy, I actually get mad at myself because I feel like I've wasted a couple hours that I could have been doing something for me. And so I got up late, and I was beating myself up. And I'm like, well, I better just get in the shower. And I'm like, oh, you just wasted all this. I'm just just, just nagging. Mm-hmm. And I'm literally naked, putting my toe into the shower and realize, oh, Father Mike Schmitz is on. So, Is that a local I, thing, well, a national it's, thing? It's a radio station I listen to, but he's going to be filling in. And he's a guy who is um, well-known. If you look up Father Mike Schmitz, he has all these little five-minute thought-provoking Okay. Things about he he's the one who talks about time and really really insightful guy. And so I'm trying to figure out what time it is and I don't know what time it is and I have to tiptoe through the kitchen naked with the windows open, you know, and I'm trying to hide behind the curtain as I'm shutting the curtain to go get my phone to find out what time it is and I realize he's on and he was just gonna be a guest on this show and I turn it on and he says are you beating yourself up for doing things that you've always done and you just haven't improved? I mean, it was like he was reading mm. my mind and he's saying, and, and you should have been better at this by now. And um, 
And he said, um, be ruthless with your environment and be gentle with yourself. Mm. <laughs> I like that. I know. And I, I'm standing there and just amazement that I'm hearing this because yeah. it's like he's he's eavesdropping eavesdropping hopefully he doesn't see me naked but he's <laughs> eavesdropping father cover your eyes <laughs> and I decided to throw on clothes and listen to him because whatever he's saying I'm supposed to be hearing mm-hmm. and I took one of those dry dust rags you know that attract everything those I don't know Swiffer mm. And I started dusting, and um, I don't know why, but I just started dusting things, and I'm like, I'm going to move these pillows. And I start moving these pillows. I'm like, why do I have these pillows? I'm starting to evaluate things, and I'm like, oh, what's under this pillow? Oh, it's my chair. Oh, this is the chair that my aunt had me sit on as a kid when I was um, being unconditionally loved by her, and she would let me drink champagne looking it was actually bubbly water or whatever in her little champagne glasses and she she just would love me up and that's when I was feeling really loved and realizing um this is incorrect but this is what I thought as a kid she must be wrong like I wasn't accepting her love Mm. I think I told this story maybe in the past maybe I haven't there's a lot I haven't told well uh Back in our podcast where it's enough for me to not want this item. Yep. That's where that all comes from, is realizing that I'm lovable, that I'm okay. Um, That's if someone loves me, it's not their mistake. Mm. It's okay. I don't need to try to downplay. Mm -hmm. And um, this chair is her chair from her apartment. And I have been wanting to get rid of it for I don't know how long just because it doesn't fit our decor and it's a nice chair but whatever and when I took the pillows off of it I'm like oh I can sit here and I can pray and I can read Mm -hmm. and I set up like within I don't know half hour 45 minutes I set up a little station Hmm. that I can just curl up at and just be in the morning and prepare my thoughts. I have mm-hmm. little devotionals, whatever. And I thought, what I'll do is I will use this chair until I can find a better place, and then I can let this chair go. So it's not saying that I have to keep this chair, but this will do for now. Yeah. And then I got plenty of chairs that can take its place if I get rid of this one. It's not a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was the perfect chair because it's from my aunt who loved me she's actually my great aunt she was like my grandma Mm -hmm. and um i know she's up there just rejoicing that i'm finally using this chair that i've had for all these years i've never used and so what i wrote in my things to remember to say is the game changers in my life right now have been um having a command central like a command center and then having a little a little place where i can sit with the Lord, sit with my thoughts, plan my day. And from that sprouts product productivity. Mm-hmm. And without that, I was just spinning my wheels. Mm-hmm. It's It sounds like you're launching from a place of peace. Yeah. Very important. Mm-hmm. And 
I think I've craved it the whole time. I, I maybe touched on it in other ways of how I've needed it. Um, just sitting in the mess. But it's like you have to have a starting point. And it has to come from peace. Mm-hmm. So those are huge game changers. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So you didn't take a shower, and then at that moment, <laughs> right? You maybe came back, but you you hopped out of the shower yeah. and listened to this person. Yeah. You're dusting while you're listening. Yes. And this thing gets uncovered. Yes. And you make a decision, and a half hour later, you've got this thing you've right. always or for a long time. I have at least. Uh, I've wanted this specifically since we've been doing the podcast. It's become more and more clear. I need this. Mm. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. Yay, another victory. Yes. Yay, yay, yay. So the the scaffolding is being set. Mm-hmm. You said that was October 31st. <laughs> 30th, actually. 30th? I remember, there was the, I remember that date. You remember reason. that date. Mm-hmm. So because of when we're recording, um, I know in time to come this won't matter, but that right. was um, roughly a month ago. Right. Are you using it? I am. And I, I, I love this... This analogy, and I, I said it when I was saying I dipped my toe in the shower, but I have a friend who who talks about things where she just tries something and she just dips her toe in it and, it, and all these wonderful things happen. So if she just embraced it completely, what would she do? And I have dipped my toe in this. It's mm-hmm. brand new. Mm-hmm. And my favorite thing to do is to get up early and go over there and, and read in the early morning the reason for that is there's nothing I'm inter- I'm missing out or interfering. It's nothing that can, there's no calls. There's no, oh, you know, my latest thing, no social media from 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. Mm. That's also a game changer. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is after 9 a.m., you kind of forget about it anyway. <laughs> so it can almost go a full day. Yeah. Um, so it is taking control of things that I can control. Mm-hmm. And that day that I found this chair from dusting, um, and it's just a it's just a, a paradigm shift. It's always been a chair that I got to get rid of, and I'm just going to hide my stuff here because I don't know what to do with it. Kind of like a thorn in my side. Mm-hmm. And in while that recording, while he was talking, and I was listening to it, and I was dusting, it was like a paradigm shift, and it was like an aha moment. And I'm like, look at what has been here all this time. Mm. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. How many of those are around us all yes. the time? The obvious. Yep. Paradigm right. shifts. Just, you're probably bumping into literally. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So where's this spot? In your living room? No, it's actually in the corner of our bedroom. Okay. And it shouldn't be there. It used to be in the corner of his office, uh-huh. but he got sick of looking at it. <laughs> that would be on my, you know, project list of big items. You know, his his big items that should go are all these family heirlooms we don't know what to do with. And I'm getting stronger and ready, more and more ready. The uh, problem with that is that I've taken pictures and lost the pictures and taken pictures and lost the pictures. So I have to pull it out and take a picture. Well, it's even more easy to be pulled out because it's got all the pillows and it's dusted and mm-hmm. everything. So, and it really isn't just, it isn't going to make me keep the chair because I'm okay with letting it go. Mm-hmm. She will be happy that you found space. Right. And are giving it time. Right. Daily intention. Right. 
That's her gift to you. Right. And it's just, it's ironic um, how it ended up being her chair. It's like she's embracing me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's very cool. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff has been happening. And I got to reiterate, be gentle on yourself. Be ruthless with your environment. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy crap, is that brilliant? That's brilliant. <laughs> yep. And I... I I've, Tattoo. I've, yes, I've been using that. Be ruthless. Mm-hmm. You know, why are you keeping this? And I know anyone else sees that who doesn't have my problem. But... I think everybody has problems. Mm-hmm. You just mm-hmm. talked about your minimalist yeah, having right, a problem. Right, I don't think is... it's just hoarders. I suppose. Lots of people. I guess it could be ruthless. encouraging that a minimalist, or it could be depressing that a minimalist has that problem. <laughs> it's just the truth. <laughs> right. It's, it's just the a human truth. thing. Yes, yes, we get attached to things for whatever reason, we get stuck for whatever reason, and maybe it has nothing to do with the thing, oftentimes it doesn't have anything to do with the thing, but it's representing something, Um, and yeah, that's just human, that's just human, so... We'll be wrestling with that. But we can't wait for that to stop. We will record forever and ever. And we're not going to record forever. We'd like an end to this. (laughs) Well, we're not going to record, I guess. I don't know. We're not going to record until I have one last piece of dust in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Even the mouse wouldn't touch the the crumb. (laughs) I don't know why I can't let go of this dust. It's not about how much stuff you have, it's about who's in control. Right. And that's been. From and the, way, and way I back. am gaining control of this monster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Is this stuff controlling you or are you controlling the stuff? Right. When you are feeling good about being able to be in control of the stuff, we'll have felt like, okay, now right. we can now we can put this to rest. Right. Um I think. I think yep. that's what we're we're aiming well, for. Well, I'm in the baby pool right now, but soon I'll be in the big deep end. More than toes going in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How many metaphors can we <laughs> mash into here? Well, is that that's it bringing us up to date? I think okay. So. Well, as always, I enjoy so much hearing your stories, and especially this this time around, it seemed like um, some really amazing things have happened, and we'll look forward to hearing what happens next. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. And that ends today's chronicle. I love the game changer of a paradigm shift. It makes me wonder what ones I'm bumping into without noticing, and what ones you might be bumping into. I think it's worth paying attention. Thanks so much to my brother Michael Koppelman for sharing his gorgeous music. And thanks to you, our listeners who are cheering Mary on. We love hearing from you, whether on Facebook or by writing a review of our show. Stay tuned to find out what happens next on Clutter Chronicles.